It's time to dive into the latest news and updates from the Vegas Golden Knights. This is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Hockey Talk continues all across the Las Vegas Valley and wherever you are via our social media platforms. Uh, glad to have you along in this simulcast uh, on Fox Sports Las Vegas uh, and as well as all of our various X and Instagram and YouTube and uh, well, you know all those TikTok. Uh, I know them all. I'm not on any. Yeah, of them. I'm on uh, Instagram. Still. Oh, right. You uh, yeah. you got off Twitter on the weekend. Yeah. You just decided and needed to take a break. Yeah, too narrow. I yeah. just found it to be getting constrictive. Darren Millard and the Olympian Darren Elliott will get into what the Vegas Golden Knights uh, have experienced on this five-game road trip, which has one stop left on Wednesday against the Dallas Stars, and then it's Thanksgiving. Uh, there's other some uh, other league news uh, to get into as well, uh, and uh, some individual stories from around the National Hockey League. I uh, love being able to sit with Darren and just be able to go in different spots that uh, are more a curiosity on my standpoint. But uh, for Vegas, uh, getting through the first uh, four games of the road trip, uh, pluses, minuses. Let's look at uh, half full in uh, what we've seen with uh, a victory in the first four games. Well, I mean, it's it's been uneven, right? I mean, that, that's that's kind of where they are right now. Um, but everybody got healthy. Everybody's uh, back in the lineup. So that, that's positive. Goaltending's been solid. Um, special teams have had its moments. Um, when they've had success, the special teams have been part of it. Um, so, yeah, there's lots of guys going going well. But I think one of the things that happens, we saw it a little bit, I think, yesterday. Um, you get everybody in, and we'll say, oh, everybody's in. We should be good. Uh, there's a little bit more to it than that in terms of getting everybody in sync and, and, and playing to their, their top level. That happens a lot. Yeah, it and does. it seems to happen quite often in our sport. And I don't know what explains most- that. Uh, well, it's one of the, it, I think is the most team sport, if you will, um, that's out there. You rely offensively, defensively, and, and are making decisions uh, instantaneously by comparison because you're skating, it's a faster game. So there, there, there's more to being connected. So it takes longer for that to happen. That would be my explanation. And with Nick Waugh coming back against Montreal, Chandler Stevenson returning versus the Philadelphia Flyers, and then Nick Hague back yesterday, uh, you've got uh, impacts not only of guys returning, but that shuffles other people around the lineup. Right. So so you may have played together before, but you haven't played in a while. Mm. Um, you're back on the wing, Howden and Amadio, but you've been playing center. Uh, so, so there's things that, that that have to. Oh yeah, there's this, this little subtleties, and then you're trying to have the whole thing connect. Um, takes longer than than people think. How long does it take for a player to feel comfortable again? You know that, that varies, right? And, and I think the, the the general answer to a question like that would be when you're not thinking about what you're supposed to do while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and once once you're back to just reacting to the game, reacting to your teammates, um, then you're you're back in the flow, if you will. Uh, does it matter, defenseman or forward? Doesn't is it is it harder to come back from an uh, absence you know if you're if you're up front to compared to the back end? I, I really can't answer that, not having been a defenseman or or a uh, or, or a forward. Um, you, you can probably, if you're a winger, you can probably hide a little bit 
longer just in terms of what's what's asked of you by position centerman obviously you got a lot of responsibilities um so you know it might take longer but you don't have longer to take because they rely on you more and certainly when you're going back uh, defensively and you're under pressure uh, puck retrieval is such a big part of our the system here w- with the golden knights um we saw it with nick Hague, a little bit of rust um leads to a turnover leads to some you know um unsure play leads to a goal uh, so, you know, maybe it's defensemen, centermen, wingers. And you want everybody in the lineup if they're healthy Absolutely. and they're they're cleared, right? Yep. But even that situation yesterday, White Cloud's still working his way back. He hadn't uh, played right. for the first uh, 10, 12 games of the season. Right. And then Nick Haig uh, comes back from an absence, and they happen to be paired together. It makes sense that you put them together, but it's not the perfect scenario, and it makes it a little more challenging. Yeah, so he hasn't hit his stride yet, even. Hmm. Um, and then he has you know, his partner, but they haven't played together in forever, in hockey terms, hmm. um, Nick Haig and, and, and Zach Wakelaus. So, yeah, so there's there's some, you know, it's a long season, so there's lots of ground to cover. Um, they will get there to have all the four centermen and all six defensemen um, in your lineup and intact. That's a good thing. We're not saying there's anything bad about it. Uh, two of the uh, three losses uh, in regulation on this trip have come in the form of hard luck decisions for the two goaltenders. One, uh, basically a one nothing game against the Washington yep. Capitals, in which Logan Thompson was great to watching. And that's got to be tough, watching the other guy stand on his head the whole game, too. And then yesterday, uh, it was a Two nothing decision, empty netter. But Aiden Hill did a good job keeping his team in. Yeah, both goaltenders played very well in those shutout losses. I think that's more people will be talking about. Wow, we got shut out twice. We only got shut out twice all last season, or some. I think that I think that's right. And uh, both goaltenders played excellent in their shutouts. At the other end, is there concern offensively? No. I don't think so. No. I mean, they generated. They didn't score on some breakaways. And um, we talked a little bit about it in the postgame show. I thought maybe if there was anything yesterday, um, in yesterday's game, they didn't have a lot of extra bodies at the net for for some of those chances. Is that a four games in six nights type thing? To me, there would be. I mean, plus you forget that you had to travel across the country. You had the White House stop. I mean, so it's been kind of an active um, full event uh, week, if you will. And now you have a few days off on the road. This is the longest five-game. It's just a bizarre trip because mm-hmm. you didn't have much hockey at the beginning, not much hockey at the end, and it was all packed in the middle. It's a 10-day road trip I, I for five games. Right. Well, well, and then you add in uh, off the front half of it. and right. uh, Yeah. You, you left you, Sunday, and Monday was the White House. Tuesday's a game. Then you got into a little bit of a, a – three and four nights and then you got two days off on the road in a city so you're three days in a city that doesn't happen very often baseball all the time hockey not so much well it's, it's not bad now back in your day it could have been troublesome <laughs> you're there long enough to find your favorite haunts that's exactly and establish new ones <laughs> <laughs> along the way uh this is our favorite haunt studio 31 Absolutely. at city national arena we've spent a lot of time here uh the last few days haven't we we sure have and, and enjoyed it i mean it's, the team is playing well there you know let, yesterday might have been one of the more not blog games but it's just both teams were four and six nights and it was um a professional game by both teams mm-hmm. you know they, they rose to the level of, of competitiveness that, that you would expect from teams like that 
but it, what didn't have the juice that some of the other game, games have had. Is this road trip been better than the points accumulated or about what you would expect or what the team deserved? Yeah, I think they're in a pretty good spot about where you deserve, can say deserved. Um, you know, it could have been better, a better result in the first game, uh, you know, 3 nothing game. Um, 6-5 was was fun <laughs> against Montreal, but but again, you probably deserved to win that game um, once you got things going because you really played well in the first, got nothing out of that. So um, I, I, I'd say it's pretty much on par, and it, it, you'll feel much better about it if you get pull points out again uh, in that fifth game against Dallas. Who is playing better than what the production has indicated? Marcia so is getting the bounces right now and the puck's going in for him. And I can't even say he's getting bounces. He's full right. full marks for what he's doing. Uh, William Carlson is is just on a, a roll right now that reflects what he's uh, doing from a, a level 200-foot game. Uh, but I'm thinking like a, like a Jack Eichel who, who's been a little bit snake bit. Yeah, I mean, even Coach Cassie talked about it at postgame, like, Hit the crossbar in overtime. Hit the crossbar in the third period. He could have. Had, we could have been talking about Jack Eichel um, saving this trip. You know, being the guy stepping up to. He could have won both games um, with if those hit the bar and go in, and they didn't. So, so now he it feels like ah, he should be getting more out of it. Um, and again, a guy like Jack wants to score. Everybody wants it, but but he expects to score. So that that whole thing, yeah, we're getting chances. That that I just always think of that when the top players talk about. Well, at least I'm still getting chances. I'd be more concerned if if I wasn't getting chances. Everybody'd be concerned. But more, more than that, it's it's like yeah, you better get chances. But he truly expects to score publicly. Mm-hmm. I'm still getting my chances. That's all. They'll come. Realistically, I want the puck to go in every single time. Will and Carrier jumps to mind too. Mm-hmm. He was really good. He was arguably their best forward yesterday. Yeah, I mean, going to the net was a it was a grinders game, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and you think of Marcia, so he had four shots in the first period. How different were some of these the two shutout games in particular? Um, had they scored early, certainly wouldn't be a shutout. But uh, beyond that, the, the outcome might have been affected as well. Do you look at it that way when you reflect on who the goaltenders were? that posted that shout-out in Alex Nedeljkovic and Charlie Lindgren, not guys that are going to challenge for a Vezin Trophy, not the number one goaltenders in their respective teams. Well, well they're trying to, to establish themselves. Again, they're, they're very – I mean, it was like Caden Primo, right? 16 saves in the first period, outshot 16. They were fantastic, perfect. Let's in a leaky one, shorthanded to Howden, and we looked at each other and I said, one will lead to three. Mm-hmm. Because the confidence isn't there yet, the the experience to you know just turn the page um, isn't really refined yet in a, in a lot of goaltenders, especially if you're a backup in the league. Um, it's perfect until the seal's broken, and then uh, you know, once that happens, you know pucks start flying in. Happened against Montreal. I thought it could have happened against the other two guys as well. It just didn't. Yeah, and it uh, it kind of happened in a tweener way against the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, where they they get a break. That's right, and 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 Hart he's he's actually 
little more established mm-hmm. in terms of playing more games, carrying more of a workload. Uh, watch your Vegas Golden Knights this season on Nighttime Plus. Download the Nighttime Plus app today on your smartphone, tablet, computer, or television and watch the Stanley Cup champions live. Nighttime Plus delivers all locally televised games on script sports as well as bonus content created throughout the season. More bonus content to come this week. We're looking forward to it. Download now and tune into all games all season long. Uh, we'll get some uh, league news uh, your way on Nighttime at noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas and all the VGK social media channels. We're back to Nighttime at Noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. National Hockey League back from Europe in the Global Series uh, with four teams over there. Uh, we'll talk about that, that plus uh, some uh, followed from the performances from the various teams that uh, went over. Toronto Maple Leafs uh, are in that middle ground. They look good. They slip back. They look good. They slip back. But something that's happening there is Michael Nylander has a point streak from the start of the season. Is it now officially time to give it some legitimacy in in what's happening with Nylander, who's in a contract year? And he's the the guy they always talk about trading. Oh, we can't keep him all. I got Marner. I got Austin Matthew. Tavares is signed. Is that your impersonation of a fan? Yes. I I got rid of Twitter, so that's what it sounds like. (laughs) Or X. Um, He's always been good, and now he's playing great. Um very skilled, uh, took it overseas. He was the star of uh, the overseas excursion to, to Sweden. Well, it's his own country, I right? Know, like, right? Delivers. He's got a 17-game point streak from the start of the season. I mean, to me, it's funny that he hasn't done this before. He's so talented. Playing with Tavares, um, they just seem to really be in sync. Let the record show Darren Elliott just called William Nylander an underachiever at the start of his career because he hasn't done this before no, no. in because posting a 17-game point streak. I think because expectations were unrealistic. I think they always wanted more knowing that he looked like he could deliver. and He's delivering on that kind of, if you the advanced scouting mm-hmm. um, attached to him. Um, but he was one of those very streaky guys. You know, he'd go, and when I say he wouldn't give you much if if uh, away from the puck, um, he seemed, he's gotten better like a lot of players do over the course of time. Um, Who's their best player? Who is their best player? I you know, Matthews is a great score. I, I like John Tavares. I think he's a you know. Well, well John Tavares isn't one of their best players. Austin Matthews, yeah, Mitch Marner, Mitch Marner, right? Those guys are. I mean, those guys play like when you—he's your captain, and he's experienced. They—they they have good depth. They have a good team. They have two grid lines. Their blue line is still flawed. I'll be curious to see what happens uh, throughout the season. Well, I should ask you about Toronto then. Who's their best player? Austin Matthews. I don't know. Austin Matthews <laughs> is going to be the highest paid player next year in the National Hockey League. And you say their blue line is flawed. Like it's not as good as as the Golden Knights, but mm-hmm. there are a few six, seven deep blue line cores that that match it anywhere. Uh, Minnesota loses in overtime. They get uh, a, cu- a couple of good performances. Are you seeing a sign of 
the turn with with Minnesota. They think that they're closer to their game, but it's been under the radar a disappointing start for the Wild. It has been. They've got again good players, um, collective game. Uh, Erickson Eck, Kaprizov kind of makes them go. He's been slow, er, you know, to start. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't. I've probably watched them play twice completely. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. So it's hard to make a, a an overarching comment on on the Wild. They have a good team, but there are lots of good teams. We saw last year. How do you go from good to great? It's a process. Well, Ottawa and Toronto, or Ottawa and Detroit, are trying to do that yeah. right now. They were the two other teams that went over to Stockholm Correct. for the Global Series, and they've had mediocre starts to the season. Yeah, but they're mediocre teams. No, they shouldn't be though. They weren't expecting to be. They were who, expecting who was to it? challenge their local media. The, we were all. I think <laughs> oh, by a, by oh, large, sorry. we were expecting Detroit, Ottawa, or Buffalo to make the playoffs, and the other two to challenge for the playoffs. Right, and that's because they've missed for a long time. They have a lot of good young players. That's a long ways away from being dialed in as a group collectively, being good enough, consistent enough to make the playoffs. It's hard to make the playoffs in our league. Hard. So is that the pressure of expectations now compared to last year when Buffalo was the darling of the league. They were so fun to watch, and you saw great signs from Ottawa, and Detroit was making some progress. They're all they're all making progress. But, you know, Detroit hasn't made the playoffs in seven years. Buffalo, 11 or 12 years. Those are long stretches. They should be getting close. But that's just, I mean, they're in the mix. So you're not buying in at all? I haven't this seen, is the This is the most uh, negative is the wrong word. But you're not you're the least person uh, buying into this well, narrative. I, 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 it, it, because it takes a lot, right? I mean, it, it's it's a hard league to win in, night to night. To, and if you have any weaknesses, teams are going to be there to exploit them. If you have anything that um, lacks in terms of defensive posture, the game's so fast. You have to still be able to defend and then generate offense. I just think those teams are still trying to find that, whether it's goaltending. Um, like Buffalo, they've got young goaltender. Uh, oh, yeah, these guys are going to be Norris Trophy candidates. Uh, it's like, when? Hmm. Maybe five years from now. Well, does it? they can't wait five years. So there's growth on for all three of those teams still available. That's what I will say. Uh, Colorado is finding it. Yes. They scored six straight goals against Dallas the other day. Uh, you don't see that, that very often, of coming back from a 3 nothing down, and Kale McCarr becomes the fastest defenseman in NHL history. Were you surprised by that? To score 200 points. 200 assists or 200 points? 200 assists, sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was I was blown away. Me too. I, I'm so surprised I couldn't even get the, the stat right. <laughs> Fastest player, fastest player by a defenseman right. to score 200 assists. I, I would have thought that was Bobby Orr for sure. I mean, without... Oh, there's six guys I would have Paul thought Coffey. that would have been having that record. And, and so does that mean that we're both underestimating Kale McCart? Yes. I, well, I, we, I, did, we did. <laughs> by, by definition. I, I was I'm like, really? I mean, okay, man. That, I know he's... Phenomenal to watch. The way he skates, handles the puck. But I don't think of him first. I probably should. You think of McKinnon, um, Rantanen. 
So who, who among defensemen, who would you have thought that, that well, the, would, would be the fastest to 200, if not Kale McCarr? Well, uh, first guy that comes to mind is, is Bob Yor because he scored so many points. He led the league I think he scored. I think he scored too much, though. Like, I think he, yeah, he, he didn't have the, the assist. He over 40 when Yeah. Um, so, but he scored, you know, over a hundred points. He led like the league in scoring. Bork broke in young and, and played coffee. Long to, yeah. Was, was part right of good there. teams and had, had great, great. uh, freedom 80s, to be able to run this ending. game. <laughs> 80s goaltending. <laughs> so, so there, yeah, Bork for sure. And, and coffee for sure. But Bob York came to my mind cause I was a little kid and I was like, those numbers had never been seen before. So you're just thinking, well, of course he has all the offensive Record, but he didn't play very long. Only Mike Green was another guy that kind of came to my mind a good one. because uh, the way he burst on the scene with Washington and and had all those assists on that great Washington power, power play. play. Yeah, you have to, you have to be on the power play for sure to get those kinds of assists, um, and you've got to be sending it off to guys that know how to put it in the net. And you're right, Mike Green did that for a long time with uh, Ovechkin, the first half of his career. So, what does that do now that you know Kale McCarr? is the fastest defenseman in NHL history to 200 points. How does that change your thinking about him in the current landscape among top defensemen? Yeah, I, I probably should. Does it vault him yeah, it, up it, a little bit, or does were you already so high on him? that I was high on him for sure. I mean, um, I, I got to do those playoff games a couple of years ago um, and, and was between the benches. On the TNT games? Right, yeah. and, and to see him... Well, first of all, McKinnon, see him skate, and McDavid, and and then uh, then see McCarr. It, it's his edge work is like what? Who, how do you learn to skate like that? I mean, it's, it's beautiful actually to watch. Um, but then he handles the puck uh, effortlessly. Um, but still, I didn't think like you know Carlson scored over 100 points last year. Yeah. Everyone's talking about. No one really talked about McCarr's, to my mind, enough about his his point totals. Obviously. I had no idea that that was going to be a record. Yeah, that that pace uh, jumped out at me to yeah. the point where I, I thought somebody had a bad number. <laughs> somebody had somebody, some, somebody had a, a a bad a drunk stats guy. Right, it was like two hundred assists in two hundred and fifty four games. It's like you know we don't. It's not exactly a, a, an assisted game, but you know three quarters of an assist per game. Like, that's a lot of a lot of helpers. And the way that blue line is built, it's so mobile, they have to jump into the play. Very different than the Golden Knights blue line. Yes. And I was on with Doug McLean today. He was on the trip this week on that podcast. And he he's a coach. He's a general manager. Uh, he's a guy that's been around the game. And he couldn't stop talking about the strength of the Golden Knights blue line right. and how it's so big. And he's taking the Golden Knights defense over every other blue line, even though you've got Norris Trophy winner in Pittsburgh uh, right. and and the fluid uh, nature of Latang adding to that right. group, the uh, what they're doing in Colorado. Byram. Uh, uh, New York Islanders have a, have a good blue line with some players that can rush the puck, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, but they don't have the whole cast. And Correct. that that's coming from – and trust me, Doug would take a shot at me if he could uh, take For a sure. shot at me, uh, but he couldn't – so it's, it's different how – it's funny how it works out that way. You still got talent in in a Shea Theodore, who we saw this week uh, quietly put Petrangelo. up points. Petrangelo was was so good in, in a couple of games, forcing the issue and the pace. Yep. Uh, I, I thought that uh, that he took it on himself a couple of games. Well, the difference the difference is you've got 
I won't say big. Okay, I will call them rangy. Uh, they take up a lot of space um, with wingspan. Reach and they, out. Yeah, and they can all skate. Right, they're all good. There's, there's nobody that's, uh, that's slow of foot. I don't know if there's anybody in the league that, that is anymore. Um, so, and, and the structure is get the puck quickly to the forwards. And, and so right away, whether you're fast or not, the team plays fast if you're able to execute. And it's like it's real, get to the puck. Puck retrievals, important. Board work by the wingers, imperative that you make a little place. Support has to be there, but the puck goes up right away for that easy exit. Or if the pressure's on you, it's to your partner and then automatically right up. I mean, it's, but it's refined. They've done it so well. They've been doing it so long. So as a group, they're tough to play against because of their ranginess and their ability to be mobile. Um, and, and they're not looking for, um, they don't have to gallop through the neutral zone by themselves, but a couple of them can. They, they can, right? Right. And you see it every now and then, but it's limited. It's, it's not strategic this way, but they are pulled back because of the way the style works. For sure. That, that they, they elevate themselves and take advantage of other players. Well, very seldom do you see a strong side pinch that's not all the way down in the zone. Mm. They don't gamble at the at the blue line. They're not passive, but at the offensive blue line, um, you don't see Petrangelo very often. He used to do it a lot more. He used to gamble more and more to turn into a 50-50 puck where that's not good enough because the support of the offensive team traps you more often than not. So now you, you back off a little bit, but you don't back off all the way to your zone. Like it, it's, it's really well done in terms of we're going to be aggressive, but we're not going to be risky. But, and nobody stands out. And I think that will, right at the end of the year, mm-hmm. Shade's having a great year. Yes. Petro's uh, very consistent. They're, they're the two Norris Trophy candidates on right. the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, when time comes to vote, because it's such a balanced group, right they will not receive the attention that they should receive in that type of format on, on an individual trophy and, race. And, and Petrangelo has no chance because he's getting very little power play time anymore because the second unit doesn't get out there very often. Um, Shea Theodore, uh, like this is a perfect example, all the assists he's garnered on this, this road trip has to do with being at the top uh, at the blue line, uh, the one-point person on the power play. And if the power play scores goals, you're typically going to get, if you're distributing from there, um, a second assist at, 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 at the very bare minimum. Who would you take first overall among defensemen well, right now? Right now? Boy, it's hard not to take Kale McCarr. He plays a lot of minutes. Plays in all situations. Yeah. Um, I'd have to you know look a list a little bit deeper, but nobody... You know, Owen Powers was a high draft pick for uh, Buffalo, right? A couple, another defenseman. They already got Darlene. So they've got young players who everyone's saying, oh, they're going to be great. I say, well, I hope so. Mm-hmm. Hasn't happened yet. And there's the defending aspect to it. Uh, the grind of it all. It has to fit as a team. Size uh, of teams. Now, McCars won a Stanley Cup, uh, so we, we know that he can be a winner. But there's debate at every yep. pick. If you were going to... To say we're going to rank the top ten defensemen in the National Hockey League right now, there would be debate 
at every number. Yeah, I mean, Victor Hedman has done it for so long. I mean, it, he's... Eric Carlson. Right. I mean, to me, again, that whole notion in in San Jose where they both he and Burns were there, it's kind of the same thing with Latang and somebody has to give up the puck. I don't know that it helps to have two guys that are high octane like that. I, I really don't. I, I I don't know if there's enough pucks. I don't know who the number one pick would be mm-hmm. in in majority fashion. But Makar will be in your top five. Josh Morrissey got in there last year. Yeah. He's uh, inching away into into that group. Yeah. Theodore and Petrangelo here. Uh, Heiskanen in in Dallas yeah. uh, being able to do it. It the every year there's a different Norris Trophy winner. Like the last last time That's you right. go back to a repeat winner was was Carlson the the second time he he, right. he won the award. But we've we've gone 10 years with with different winners uh being able to, to well, follow that. And award. that's and part of it is the way the game has evolved. You can now defend using your feet. By the mm-hmm. way, it's preferable. It, it's not get to the corner stick and pin like it used to be, right? So but did Vegas change the narrative a little bit with how they won last year? Uh, how you look at defensemen? I thought I thought we might see a little bit more emphasis on going back to size. Yeah, but again, it's not like we have behemoths either. You know, there's no one six six. You know, there's no sluggos. No. The keg six six back there. Is he not six six? Six four. Okay. Um, you can make him six six if you want. But maybe on skates. Um, but but again, the whole point. But he can skate. You have to, great of your six seven can skate. Skating mm-hmm. becomes the element, right? Regardless, you're six. You're right. He's six four. But I just <laughs> he, I look up at him. Yeah. He, he always says to me, "I'm a big man, six four, two forty. I should have <laughs> known that. I have an echo in my, in my ears. But he he looks bigger. He. he I mean, and they, but Petro looks bigger. And they're plays bigger. Yeah. They're right. They're because they're, they can they can skate. White Cloud, same thing. Was mm-hmm. he six two? But their wingspan is big, and because because they're able to be, they're agile. They can turn in both directions. It sounds rudimentary, but nobody has you can you know has a weakness. McNabb, oh yeah, stay at home defenseman. He, he's got really good offensive skills. It's just not he's just sixth on the, you know. Okay, use your skilled. No, I'm I'm here so Shea Theodore, my partner, can really excel. Meanwhile, he has game himself. You know, so so th- to me, it's a it's a well balanced blue line, just like the whole team is built that way. Well, for, on balance. Want well, to pick your brain on what happened on the strip this weekend and uh, what your reaction was? Because there's some crossover between Formula One and oh, nice. the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, that was fun to watch the integration between the two sides and neck protection. There's yep. more and more players that have adopted it in the last couple of weeks. So you are part of the Nevada uh, Amateur Hockey Association, yep. uh, so we'll get. Uh, well, I think you're the head of it, aren't you? I'm one of many volunteers. But I'm the president of it right now. Oh, that's the head of it. There you go. <laughs> uh, the Foley Food and Wine Society was created to celebrate three of Bill and Carol Foley's greatest uh, passions, world-class wines, exceptional cuisine, and magnificent travel destinations. Members of the society will have access to an entire portfolio of properties around the world and have the exclusive opportunity to join like-minded individuals who seek experiences for the finer things in life. It sounds like uh, Elliot and I, like-minded people who seek the experiences of the finer things in life. 
life. Join for free today by visiting FoleyFoodAndWineSociety.com. Back with Darren Elliott and the Formula One side of things after this on Nighttime at Noon. On Fox Sports Las Vegas. Golden Knight fans, you can't get enough hockey. Come check out the Henderson Silver Knights of the American Hockey League playing at the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson. Single game, group, and mini sweep tickets for home games during this season are on sale now. Contact the Henderson Silver Knights ticketing team, 702-645-4259, or visit hendersonsilvernights.com to learn more. Two great crowds on the weekend at the Dollar Loan Center for the back-to-back tilt against the Abbotsford Canucks. Uh, Two great games went to overtime in both. It was was fun to watch. Fun to watch. A 9-4-2. Probably didn't want it to be the same way, but both games very similar. Um, But they did get points out of them. So, again, um, great building, great crowds, and uh, lots of fun at uh, the DLC. I was really impressed with the synergy. Like watching the Henderson Silver Knights kill a penalty the, on Friday night was like watching the Golden Knights kill a penalty. Like the the tactical part of it was identical uh, under Ryan Craig to Bruce Cassidy. And that's important in in good organizations. I, there are lots of American Hockey League teams that talk about doing it that way playing the same way they do at the NHL it, it makes sense from a development standpoint when players are called up very few I found stick to it the way they do here and it shows I just want to acknowledge Jake Bischoff uh, the captain of the Henderson Silver Knights on Friday night he got into a scrap at the end of the first period and it was a extended bout and he took a couple of punches on both cheeks and he was leaking before the linesman got in. It was at the end of the period, so he got repairs and uh, came out, uh, missed a couple of shifts at the start of the second. The first shift back, he's on the ice killing a penalty, and he's blocking a slap shot from eight feet away down on, on, on one knee. In the third period, they have to kill off a five-minute major, and due to a Thanks to a timeout, he's out there for four minutes of, of the five-minute major, and uh, uh, the five-on-three. And it was unbelievable what he was able to do from a hockey player perspective, all while having these cuts on his cheek and just swelling. Just yeah, <laughs> just looking like a like a hockey player. Well, and it was such an epic tilt. I was there the second game uh, on Saturday, and one of the ushers was like, "Oh, did you see Jake?" You see Jake's face? Did you see Jake's fight? Like, I did. I did. I saw mm-hmm. it. Uh, not live. But, again, the courage, uh, commitment, and come, follows up as the captain. Do you know how many days of work I would miss at my cubicle? We saw you last year with your injuries. <laughs> right. So you know exactly how many <laughs> I days I would miss <laughs> if, if my face looked like that. Uh, Russo, just, Justin, uh, are, are you able to pop up your, your microphone uh, a, a little bit? You got me here. Yeah. I got you. I got there you there. Go. Okay, you're you're my Formula One guy because well, let's let's try it with Elliot. Okay, <laughs> we'll we'll give this a shot and no, then no, you no, will no, step no. in. Um, what what do you think of the race on on the weekend, Darren? I it was actually, the zoom zoom. The Formula One guys right, went around the street. I actually went home. I forgot all about it. You did. I didn't even. I didn't turn it on. You couldn't hear the cars from where you were. <laughs> no, no, not quite. Not quite. No, I. I it, it happened, and uh, I'm glad everyone that likes that kind of stuff uh, had fun. Likes that kind of stuff. <laughs> you, you, you make Cars. it. You make it sound like 
<laughs> it's it's going and picking blueberries. I'm Euro- glad you like Euro- that kind of stuff. European uh, bougie, whatever it is. <laughs> okay, well, Verstappen won the race. He's the guy that's won all, all the races. Them, right. uh, but it was more entertaining. Be an investigation, I'm right? Sure. Uh, well, no, no. It was it was it was it was fair and square. There, he was docked five seconds for forcing somebody off the track. Uh, so he was penalized there. Uh, just what, what what do you think? I thought it was a great race. Um, you know, of course, had the same result with Max Verstappen winning that we kind of all expected. But I think everything that led up to that point and the way that he ended up having to win was really fun. And I think after a bit of a rough start on Thursday, it came out on the right end of things. Why, why is this guy winning all the time? He's got the best car. That's how it goes. And, and he's He's, he's better. He's also just pretty good. Yeah, yeah. he's he's better. Driver. He's darn good. He wanted no part of the Vegas vibe. No part. Everybody else did a nice job buying in, <laughs> and and after he won, he he came around, okay. which was kind yeah. of like all right. He, he was almost like he was a a, a bad winner because it, it, I thought it was. I would have liked to him to continue the sourness, <laughs> just to switch because he won. Kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, did you see all the celebrities out there? I did see a lot of them. Yeah, I was impressed with how many people were out there. You, you typically see that at, at Monaco or something like that, but a lot of people made it out, which was pretty fun. What do you think of the ten o'clock start? It was to a bit to appease the European audience, which yeah. I can understand, but so a bit disappointing, I guess, for the the East Coast uh, viewers, for the U.S. as well. But um, hey, it's Vegas. We love a, a good Saturday night here in Vegas, so I can't so, complain there. So my family got to see the uh, the parade. Uh, on the tr- track we, at the, before the start, all the celebrities come down to the cars and everybody's milling around. And uh, who's the guy in Sky Sports that uh, that does the walk? He interviews everybody. Martin Brundle. Martin Brundle. It's it's awesome. It's so cool. He doesn't care. He doesn't have an ego, and, but he he doesn't care who you are. He'll talk to you, uh, and if you don't want to talk to him, he'll probably carve you a little bit. Like Shaq, Shaq blew him off uh, the other night, uh, and, and he gave Shaq a, a little bit of uh, barb. So that, that that was a cool thing as he, as he talks to all the celebrities. But as the, the drivers walked to their cars, one of the uh, drivers, Valtteri Bottas, uh, or Bottas, whatever you call I call him Bottas. Um, we, have this Bottas, debate, Bottas. we have this debate in our department all the time. Tomorrow. He was wearing a VGK sweater. Very cool. I saw that. Saw that on That's the, pretty cool. It's very cool. But, again, it's VGK City, right? I mean, it's, uh, I think that's typical. If you're coming to this town, you're wearing that jersey. Did you see the, the, the Bottas? Bottas? Yeah. How do you say it? Bottas, I believe. You know, Bottas. you never know what the. So you say it a third different way. <laughs> you hear great. the you hear the British pronunciation, and it kind of uh, yeah. gets in your head a little bit. But that was yeah. really cool to see him repping it. Uh, had the Williams drivers, of course, come visit the VGK locker room as well. Yeah. Logan Sargent yeah. and Alex Albon. So that was fun to see them get involved, and uh, you know, everyone was really embracing it. It was fun. World champion. That's what uh, being a Stanley Cup champion yeah, right. does for you. It immediately uh, they know the vibe. They've seen the pictures of the parade, and uh, where you go. Our, our Going down the strip was cooler for us than it was for the Formula One guys. I'm going to say that 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 looked Absolutely. neat. The, the going 400 uh, kilometers an hour down the strip, that was fabulous. We were slightly slower on our buses. That's it. Four but miles we had an hour. we we had more fun, didn't we? we sure did. Uh, a, a lot more fun. Um, when it comes to anything you change, I'm not sure. Other than just the 
disruption to the city. The sphere was the star, though, wasn't it? Just oh, yeah. They, they had put a bunch of different stuff on it. They put a little helmet on the emoji face that yeah. was on the sphere, too, and they had a bunch of different stuff going on. It, it It was pretty surreal to watch the cars go by and just see this huge, giant thing right there and act as if it was normal, but that's that's the new norm here in Vegas. There's talk that the NHL draft could be at the sphere next year, oh, 2024. Scoop, there it is. No, it's, it's been reported a couple of times. I'm not going to uh, lay claim to that. Okay. Plus, if if it doesn't happen, I don't have to be the guy that says <laughs> I was wrong go. either, right? Uh, that's the important part. But uh, that'd be kind of cool for the National Hockey League yeah. to jump well, in. I mean, they've come for the awards the ceremony for several years. So um, they bring the media tour to our uh, city national arena uh, at America First Center. In the last couple of years, coming again next year. So the NHL likes Vegas, uh, and they're not alone. People like coming here as a destination for lots of reasons. Will you watch next year's Formula One race now that we've built it up yeah, like we have? Yeah, you've my interest. Yeah? Good sales job, guys. Well done. We'll, we'll go over to Remind me. We'll go over to the, the arcade later and do a little bit of simulator work, there all right? Yeah, we'll, we'll do some race. Because we'll, I think you and I need to hang out a little bit more. Yeah, we'll we really bond. Uh, when we continue, uh, we'll take a break on uh, nighttime at noon, uh, look ahead to what's going to happen this week in VGK land, and maybe have a couple of references to another story that's percolating. I'm not sure yet. It's nighttime at noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Tonight time at noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. One of my favorite things is to ask uh, the producer or the operator uh, a question like five seconds before we come back on the air <laughs> and watch how they handle it. And some people just talk away, like Taylor Quellman, our producer on TV. He just talks away because he knows he's not going on the air. So right. he'll, just, he'll just blab right through. Uh, he's awesome. Uh, Justin, is his mic could be on air. So he had to start talking, and then he, it was like you're turning down the sound. Uh, but his voice it was fifty six. Like he, he actually turned his volume down. Uh, so just that's sort of a little running gag I have. Fun with myself, uh, Justin. Thanks for playing along with that. Uh, watch your Golden Knights for free this year. Uh, Script Sports bringing you all the locally broadcasted games to our fans within the team's broadcast territory. Fans can now watch the Golden Knights on Script Sports through Vegas 34. Visit NHL.com slash VegasGoldenKnights.com for more information about Script Sports and the television broadcast this season. We have Wednesday's game on Script Sports. It's It may get a little confusing because it's a TBS game, a Turner game on uh, Wednesday, but that will go to the rest of the country. You will be able to watch the Dave Gosher, Shane yep. Knighty, uh, the whole team uh, with uh, Ashley Vice, Darren Elliott, uh, and myself uh, on Script Sports. So uh, we'll have our home team for that game against the, the Dallas Stars. And that I always had that one circled as the toughest game of the road trip, not just because Dallas is great and, uh, and they've played uh, well to start this season, but it's the end of a road trip right before Thanksgiving, and you've got uh, two days in between games uh, to be in the same city. It just it, It's going to be, a, I think, a game that will challenge you to be all in from 20 guys. I agree with you. It, it sets up to be a, you know, a flat game, other than the fact that... Now, last night may have helped motivation, right? That, that and the fact that the team typically has played their best against the best. Hmm. You know, they, they seem to really rise to uh, and understand the challenges on a schedule 
against the better opponents. Uh, Wednesday going to be a, a great day in the National Hockey League. Uh, I think I think they'll wear the light sweaters on Wednesday. They've got the goal. Yeah. They've got a, a couple of different options of sweaters to wear these days, but I believe that they'll go with the the white sweaters on Wednesday and back to the gold on Saturday uh, against the Arizona Coyotes, which is the Hockey Fights Cancer Night uh, on, yeah. on Saturday. Uh, a doubleheader in the Valley on Saturday. Yes. Henderson Silver Knights in the afternoon and then the Golden Knights against Arizona uh, on Saturday night. And I'm uh, not part of Saturday with you guys. I'm part of Saturday with uh, Justin and we're one, uh, Brian We're one big team, oh, right? I know, yeah. We were at, we, that game's televised as well. And it's uh, Tucson, and so it's the Arizona Arizona, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of a cool weekend. Uh, Hockey Vice Cancer Night on yeah. uh, on Saturday. Looking forward to that. And throughout this week, uh, you can pick up VGK merchandise uh, over at the Arsenal uh, because we've got Gold Friday. Which yes. day? Friday. Thank you. Uh, Silver Saturday is when? Saturday. And Medieval Monday. Not on Sunday. No, it's not on Sunday. <laughs> you, you were just trying to. You were riding the wave on the on the Friday, Saturday, uh, Sunday thing. Uh, but uh, but a good opportunity. Um, you're going to have some special things happening around the the arsenal on uh, Gold Friday. Yep. Uh, we'll be uh, in the arsenal. Uh, we'll have some uh, some food and some yeah yeah. Oh, nice. I, I, have, I have a name tag. I have a name tag. Yeah, it says Darren with one R, so you can't steal it. <laughs> Uh, it's awesome. I, I, I've done I've done Gold Friday. This will be my sixth year. Wow! Working Gold Friday. I, impressive, right? That's very impressive. Yeah. You know how many times uh, throughout the year I get to work? None. They don't give me any more hours beyond Gold Friday. And I put in my time. I yeah. haven't complained. I haven't asked for extra bonus time you, you off. Get them to I get I get. They give me one shift a year. One shift, and then. I'm kicked to the sidelines. Is that comp? Is that you work, will work for quarter I, zips? I will. I love my quarter zips. <laughs> I'm like torts. <laughs> uh, like, torts, that's I, right. I, if, if I was a coach, I would quarter zip it up. Yeah, Robbie Fatorik was ahead of his time. Look it up, kids. Yeah, uh, yeah he took heat for that uh, way he back did. when. He did, way back in the 80s. We, instead of wearing quarter zips, he was trying to wear sweaters. But he was, he was on the right track in terms of making it more sporty as a coach behind the bench. Here's a little scoop on uh, nighttime at noon. You saw Torts the other night, yeah. the Flyers game. Yep. And you and I are sitting here in Studio 31, and we see a little yeah. cut on his, his head. Did you notice that, Justin, at all? Uh, Torts had a cut. It was like he got a puck, like it went right. out of play. Right. And uh, I reached out to a buddy of mine, uh, Scotty Hartnell, with the uh, – yep. I probably shouldn't have uh, revealed his name there. But uh, Scotty uh, told me that uh, – rumor was it that, uh, that Torts took a, a kick by the horse. Or a, some kind of knock by the horse. That's a little dangerous, isn't it? What horse? I don't know the name of it. Pinky. Lucky. Pinky the horse. <laughs> it wasn't lucky for. Uh, it wasn't lucky for Torts. What's he doing uh, watching the NHL? <laughs> that like that that is uh, in what? crazy. Like uh, knocked by a horse. Wow. Uh, you even have spent a lot of time around horses. No. 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 They're. they're uh... Big dumb. You should. You you remind me of a like a you're you're kind of a western guy. Well, yeah. Like well, you my, could you my could sisters owned horses. But you could pull off the western. Like I get you a cowboy hat, a nice jacket, one of those uh, Raider, trench coats. Might be more a Raiders of the Lost Ark. Nah. Look. I can, I can see you. <laughs> Throw a little dye into that beard. I can see you oh. pulling off the western look. <laughs> 
because back in the day, the Western guys didn't live long enough to have a, a beard this great. <laughs> let's let's cowboy up <laughs> one night. Let, let's do it. Maybe next uh, Halloween. We got to do it before, before that. that right. I'm going to get you out in the Western world. Here we go before next Halloween. Thanks for listening. Nighttime at noon.